messages tonight uh, should not be unfamiliar to us, our theme verses for the year. It's been a little while since we've spent some time there, and so let's just open our Bibles to Psalm chapter 46, Psalm 46, and uh, we'll just read one verse there. We won't take time to do the entire psalm tonight, but uh, verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. And uh, put your prayer list or bulletin or bookmark or something there and go with me then to the book of Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, and that is our secondary or other theme verse. And also verse 10, as uh, Paul says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Now, those are the two verses that uh, just as the year began, we began to think about what we would do as a theme and just something to, to uh, kind of give us an overall direction in, in the services, in the preaching. And these two verses are, are the ones we believe the Lord would have us to put a special emphasis on. The whole Bible is good, of course. Uh, but to be still and know that I am God. You know, we live in a time and a place where people cannot be still. Uh, they cannot turn the music down or turn off the TV or close the internet collect, uh, connection there. Uh, put down the cell phone. Uh, uh, they say that if you want to sleep better, put your cell phone in another room. Uh, it's not a good companion uh, reading the screen and all of those things, it says, uh, is not that great for you uh, late at night. But uh, uh, it's, it's just hard to be in a place where you're disconnected. How many times you've heard somebody else's phone go off and you grab yours just to check. Uh, uh, it's just the world in which we live. And yet the psalmist, a thousand years before Jesus walked the face of this earth, said, be still. You know, every once in a while, it doesn't hurt to stop. As we think about that verse, this is God giving us a direct order here. As he goes through and talks about all the things that God can do, he says, the psalmist tells us in, the, in this song to be still, to stop. To stand still. I mean, sometimes we just feel like the world is swirling about us and everything is going on. And the Bible says, just stop. You know, that what that is, is the right of direction. Uh, we value our freedom here in the United States, do we not? And we often define freedom as the right of self-determination, the ability to choose whom or who I will work for, uh, to choose the, the profession, to have a choice as to the clothes I will wear. Uh, 
the thoughts I will think, the way that I will worship God. We highly value our freedom. But if you truly want freedom, how do you get freedom? You have to know the Son. You have to know Jesus. He is the one that gives us true freedom. Amen? And when we surrender that right of momentum or right of direction, the whole world is pushing you. I mean, right now, two Category 4 hurricanes hitting the United States in one year. It's got to be global warming. Well, actually, global warming may have something to do with that, but global warming, contrary to popular belief, comes from the sun, not from mankind. Uh, Without global warming... We would all die in a matter of seconds, not even seconds. We need the sun. And yes, the earth has changed temperature over the years. Why do they call Greenland, Greenland, when it's covered with 130 feet of ice? Because it used to be green. It really did. The Vikings farmed there. At 900 A.D., they, those who are supposed to know these things tell us it was the warmest point in recordable Earth's history and Greenland had no ice on it. Would it be a terrible thing if we got back to the way things were before? Uh, it wasn't terrible for them, amen? Uh, the thing is, we've got to stop being pushed and prodded by the world. Be still and know God is still in charge. I get so sick of Mother Nature. How about you? Uh, Everywhere you go. Oh, it's Mother Nature. She's upset with us. Oh, give me a break. It's not Mother Nature. It's Father God who is our creator. There's something very different about those two things. And God made nature self-sustaining, and he did a lot of wonderful things. But tonight, let's just review that verse. Be still. How many of you have felt pushed and prodded, especially, oh, the election cycle is kicking in big time, and now we're, we're going to uh, 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 have to vote and all of this, and and uh, oh, the Labor Day parade was uh, yesterday. If you're part of labor, uh, you know your, your uh, union rep is going to show up and they're going to expect you to do certain things and explain how you're supposed to vote. And Do you know that's against the law? It is against federal law for your union labor or your boss to try to influence your vote. But when's the last time they put some uh, union rep in jail for doing that? Never. Ever. Why? Because that's the way the world works. Is it okay just to stop and let them run by? You know, our newest fighter jet has this uh, ability that has never been able to 
be incorporated into a jet before. It travels at supersonic speeds. I think it's not as fast as some of the other ones, but it has the ability to go from about 1.2 Mach to 0.3 Mach in a matter of seconds. That's putting on the brakes, actually stalling the plane. And the way that works is you're flying along at, at about 1,100 miles an hour. Your opponent is chasing you. You put on the air brakes and drop altitude just a little bit. He flies right over top. He can't put on the brakes, and you blow him out of the air. Pretty cool. Uh, I, I like that ability. I'm, I'm glad we have it and not the enemy. Amen. Uh, but illustration. The whole world is just rushing forward. Put on the brakes. Be still. And where are they going to go? Right past you. And why are we supposed to be still? So we can shoot them down, right? No, no, no. That, the application doesn't go that far, all right? Stop. Uh, here, here's what we're trying to do is let the world pass you by. And know and understand. That God is still God. That he who spoke and everything that now is out of nothing became is the same God. You see, when I know, be still and know that I am God, you know what I'm doing? I am in my life with my testimony in my own little way, I am saying, I still recognize God for who He is. I'm not just rushing on. I'm not going to be pushed and prodded by the world. I'm not going to be bullied into all of the things that the, the world has in their agenda. You see, the rest of that verse says, I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, God says, listen, I am going to be exalted. Philippians chapter 2. We just finished the book of Philippians. What's it say? Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can we say amen to that? Now, here's the thing. God says, I am. And going to be exalted on every tongue. Even the devil himself is going to have to confess that Jesus is Lord. Is going to have to acknowledge that God is God and God is in charge and He is not. It's going to happen one of these days. And we look forward to that time. I can't wait until they they get Khrushchev and Stalin and and Adolf Hitler and all of those evil, wicked men and drag them before the throne and they, Jesus is Lord, not me. I am wicked. He is righteous. As they're bound hand and foot, there is no one that is going to be brave and face eternal damnation and separation from God. The Bible says that they will be bound hand and foot and cast into the lake of fire, weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. 
There's not going to be any big strong men uh, talking about how great everything is. There's only going to be weakness and terror. Now let me ask you a question. We know God is going to be exalted in all the world, in every tongue, in every being that is within this universe. This is what got me as I I was preparing for tonight. I said, you know, we just need to take a time and review our theme verse here. When is the last time I stopped and just recognized God for who He is rather than, dear Lord, please help me get this next job done. You know, we need to we need to take a few moments and we need to be still. We need to give to God the right of direction or the right of momentum. We need to give to God the right to interpret circumstances. Uh, I'm so weary and I hope you are too. Well, you know, it just kind of feels right. It must be God's will. That is not God's will. Sometimes God makes us walk through some very difficult times. He takes us through places we do not want to go. But if I have the right of giving God the right of momentum, I must also give Him the right that when circumstances don't look good, when things aren't going the way that I would like them to, guess what? He's still God. Be still and know that I am God. He's going to be exalted in every tongue. So I need to take a few minutes and do it right now. Can we say amen to that? And what I want us to do is just take a little quiet time right now in your own words, in your own heart between you and God. And just be still. And thank God for being God and recognize Him for who He is. Can we do that? We'll just bow our heads and take a moment here. And all God's people said. Now don't let that be the only time this week. Take some time. 
When you feel the pressures of life just building and just feels like something's going to pop somewhere. Stop. Be still. And know that God's still in control. Amen? And then our second verse, let's turn to the book of Philippians if we could. And, and just look through that. The book of Philippians in verse 10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And and these two verses in in my mind, in my heart, they just lock right into each other. Once you know who God is, we need to begin to address him and understand God as Number one, the Creator. That's how we're introduced to God at the beginning of the Bible. In the beginning, what? God created the heaven and the earth. Do you know how many people blaspheme God as the Creator and how often that happens? I mean, every time someone speaks about global warming, they are blaspheming God as the Creator. This world is so fragile that if we don't if if we don't protect it it's going to disappear and one of my favorite illustrations i used to live in cleveland ohio how many of you've ever seen lake erie uh they they don't call it erie for uh, uh no reason no actually uh, it just sounds like but lake erie was a terrible terrible place in the late 70s uh up into the early 80s Almost every living thing in Lake Erie was dead. It it was just a toxic pool of uh, pollution. And boy, if you were foolish enough to eat the fish out of that river, uh, you had the uh, Love Canal was up there somewhere. Uh, They used to joke in Cleveland that... uh, uh, be really careful when you're downtown Cleveland, the river could catch on fire. It did several times, literally. There's enough stuff in the river, Cuyahoga River, flowing through the middle of Cleveland that it, it actually did catch on fire a couple of times, and they had to put it out. That's how bad things were. Do you know there are commercial fisheries today in Lake Erie? And you won't die from eating the fish there. Uh, Now, don't have more than one meal a month or something if you're pregnant or with uh, nursing children, ladies. And and, and, uh, men, I don't think it's more than uh, one meal a week. Or you're going to pick up a few things here and there. And the bigger the fish, the more the danger is. But they have all those same warnings here in New York Harbor. be, be careful of the fish you catch around here because they're full of things. But the number one business in Bikini Atoll is tourism today. In 1950, the United States detonated the largest atomic bomb that has ever been detonated on the surface of planet Earth. Right there. Vaporized one of the islands in the little chain of uh, islands there. And uh, today, 
People go there and visit. There are plant life growing there. You know what we did? After we set the atomic bomb off, we just left it alone. And the earth has healed itself. Don't, don't tell me how fragile things are. Don't talk to me about how powerful man is. We're not near as strong as we think we are. We love to talk about we have enough nuclear weapons we could blow up the entire universe. Uh, Not even close, my friend. Now, we might, if we had the right people detonate everything at the same time, we could probably wipe out planet Earth. But I'm still believing in my Creator that that's not going to happen because I can't find that in the book of Revelation. You see, God is still in charge. And if I don't understand, if I don't stop and know Him as the Creator, guess what? All of a sudden, this little problem I'm facing looks so big and God looks so small. How many of you have ever had that happen to you? It's called being backslidden. It happens to all of us. Because we forget who God is. Paul said that I may know Him. I want to be reminded that when I pray, I am talking to the Creator of the universe. The One who made everything. How many of you like the story of the Red Sea? Here comes Pharaoh's armies and they're closing in and they're going to murder all the children of Israel. And Moses is standing there between the children of Israel and the sea. And God says, go forward. And Moses, I'm sure, is thinking in his heart and mind, that's easy for you to say. But God wasn't finished speaking yet. He says, but first take thine rod and stretch it out over the sea. And God made a way. And he kept the cloud between the Egyptians and the Israelites all night long as two and a half million people passed through that valley in the Red Sea. This was not some little pathway. This opening in the sea had to be miles wide for that many people to pass through in that short a period of time. And Pharaoh's entire army, his chief soldiers, were behind in chariots. Now, could you imagine the nonsense that is involved, the foolishness that's involved in this, as this pillar of cloud that was in front of the children of Israel comes and just lifts up and makes a curtain of darkness. And Pharaoh and his chariots still press on. And when the last of the children of Israel step up on the other side, God pulls that veil away and all of a sudden chariot wheels start falling off. And they're whipping the horses and dragging those broken chariots on the river bottom across the rocks and things aren't going very well. And then they see Moses on the other side go like this. And those walls of water begin pouring in. And an entire army is wiped out. 
in a moment of time. You know, that's still the God we pray to. We need to be still and know. Remember the great things that God has done. We need to know Him. The, the Bible tells us that I may know Him here. And what? It's printed over there. The power of His resurrection. When's the last time you just thought about what Jesus did? I'm I'm looking forward to Christmas this year. Because we'll have everybody in except Sarah. Because she's due the first week in uh, um, January. uh, Grandbaby number six. And so, kind of looking forward to that. Don't want her to jeopardize that. But... Uh, Lord willing, everybody else is coming in, and, and by God's grace, we're going to have a big family uh, get-together. And, and, of course, it just gets bigger all the time. Um, uh, we'll, but we'll trust the Lord with that and enjoy that time. But I think of how Jesus was born. All that Mary and Joseph had to endure. How that even when Jesus was a grown man, the Pharisees and, and, and them were sitting there. We'd be not born of fornication. I mean, they had checked the records and gotten things out. And they were accusing Jesus of having, uh, having some uh, Pat Robertson issues with his birthday and different things like that. If you know the story, uh, the evangelist there said the first one can come any time after that. It takes nine months. He was trying to make light of something that was very wrong in his relationship with his wife before they were married. Listen, people were accusing Mary and Joseph. But who was in charge? God was, wasn't he? The only time that that's ever happened in history. And to live all of those years, 30 years, as the creator God of the universe, and no one even recognized him. No one even had a hint as to who he was, except Mary and Joseph. As far as we understand by the Bible, Joseph was dead by that time. Nobody recognized Jesus. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. And yet the whole purpose was to go to an old rugged cross, wasn't it? To die and to raise again from the dead. What is the power of his resurrection? The Bible tells us that the last enemy is who? Death. And the book of Revelation says, Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now, I I think I can rightfully say I have faced some fairly monumental problems as pastor of this church over the years. Uh, As we've seen God do some very miraculous things 
We're paying off our building in seven years. We call that the miracle on 35th Street. One check for $150,000 showed up one time. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then the miracles we've seen at Union Baptist Church. Never before in the history of the uh, Home Missions Conference did they take up an offering that exceeded $100,000. And yet it was $107,000. And by the time it got here, it was closer to $140,000. Churches from all over the country trying to help. Now, we spent it all. But you know what? I, I think the Lord that gave us the first 140 is going to give us the rest of what we need to get in there. Amen. Uh, that doesn't mean that we stop praying, we stop giving, but that here's, here's the point that Paul's trying to make. When is the last time that your relationship with Jesus actually did something? That I may know Him. That I may know Him. That's recognizing who He is, what He has done, His person, His power, His greatness. It says, and the power of His resurrection. When's the last time you've seen the power of Jesus' resurrection active in your life? Could I challenge you, you're never going to see the power of His resurrection until you stop first. God is not going to finish for you what you're trying to do. He will only do what we stop and put completely under His control for Him to do. Then it becomes a miracle, doesn't it? Amen? Hello? We just want to take a moment and review these things tonight. You see, Second Timothy, as Paul is writing from the prison cell from which he will soon be taken from and executed, he tells Timothy in chapter 3, verse 5, he goes through a whole list of terrible things that people are involved in. He says, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. You know, there's a lot of people that talk about, um, uh, you know, I believe Jesus, but it really doesn't matter. Oh, wait wait a minute. How many of you remember the, um, how shall we say it, the, the easiest way to describe it was the dishonest, lying professor from, uh, Harvard University who said, we found Jesus' bones. Well, they found the tomb, and the name on the tomb was Jesus, but it wasn't Jesus of Nazareth. And, and uh, everyone knew that it was fraudulent, it was false, but she released the information Easter week just to make headlines. And some bright bulbs stood up and said, I don't care if they could prove Jesus didn't rise again from dead. It wouldn't make any difference for me. Dumber than a box of rocks. Of course, that's why they printed it in the paper. You cannot prove that Jesus did not rise from the dead because he did. 
about the turn of the last century, a judge was indulging himself in uh, agnosticism that you cannot know God and doubting the Bible. And he set for himself as a goal that when he retired, he was finally going to take all of his ability to uh, discern evidence and weigh the evidence and and he was going to go through the Bible records and all the things that would, were at his disposal in his day. And he was going to shred the Bible story and prove that Jesus was never a real person and never rose again. How many know what happened to him? Got saved. Because he couldn't break down the Bible story. He said, by every rule of evidence, what happened in the Bible is true. Every nuance, every little trick I learned to discern between uh, uh, false testimony and true testimony. He said, everything, in every way, I was defeated by the record that was in the Bible. In fact, he wrote... Uh, a book that became the basis for the movie uh, Jesus of Nazareth. Honoring and glorifying Jesus. Closest Hollywood's ever come. And it was written by that judge who had determined that he was going to disprove the Bible. You see, you can't do that. But I want you to understand, it's the power of his resurrection that will keep you from being overwhelmed by the world in which we live. It's the power of His resurrection that God wants to give you peace in the midst of the storm and give you the ability to trust in Him as God no matter what is going on around you. We, we need to be still and know that He's God. But much more important than that, we want to see the power of His resurrection Active in my life. I'm glad for everyone who's a member of this church. You're a partaker of the miracles that we've seen God do. But don't you want some miracles of your own? Some personal ones in your own life? How are you going to see those things? Start out by being still. Know who God is. Know that He is God. And let the power of His resurrection. What does the rest of that verse say? Let's go back to Philippians chapter 3 and we'll be through here in just a moment. It says that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. Now, that part's not so pleasant. Fellowship is something that people share. Jesus said, Paul said here about Jesus, the fellowship of his sufferings. That's not a pleasant thought. That's not a pleasant thing to endure. But if you're going to trust Jesus as your Savior, you have to be able to trust him with some suffering. Amen? Because the number one theme to the Bible is the death of self. 
It's getting rid of you. It is stepping on your aspirations and your desires and your plans. If you want to know the power of His resurrection, you've got to give up you. And when you do, His power works. In fact, it's the only thing that works. That's, that's, that's our theme for this year. Let's, let's pray about that. Let's pray that we can be still and know that I am God, God says. Paul said that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. Because when I finally get past me, then God can work. How many of you need God to work in your life this week? You've got something that just need to have just raise your hand let i mean my hands up there's several things that just got to be done this week i don't have any idea how they're going to get done i i'm hoping and my prayer is that it's going to be through the power of his resurrection not through my great mechanical ability or or uh whatever other ability might be necessary i i want i want it to be god doing the work not me Because if I do it, it's going to have to be done again. But if we can trust God, let Him work. He is the one that gets the job done. And all God's people say. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that You'd bring these truths home to our heart and our lives. And let us not forget how truly and how much You desire to put forth your presence through us to this world in which we live. We ask, Lord, that we could see the miracles of the power of your resurrection in our church, in our personal lives, and Lord, yes, even in our city and our country. Take just a moment and Add to that your own prayers, and then we'll say amen. And all God's people said, amen. All right, let's take our prayer list.